0: Hello and welcome to the 57th episode of Adam Alonzi's podcast. If you've ever wanted a better night's sleep, then maybe you should tune in. Tonight we have serial entrepreneur Richard Jacobson. So, I guess the logical question is what got you interested in sleep?
1: Having sleep problems for 20-something years, I, uh you know i'm not the skinniest of people so yeah i started snoring i don't know x number of years ago and you know that disrupts not only myself but you know my wife and uh you know if we want to go on a vacation i had to think oh no i probably have to get my own separate room because then i don't want to snore and keep my wife and my kids awake you know and uh you know you, you say you snore to anyone they kind of make fun of you you know you feel like a bad person something's wrong with you that you snore you know so that um you know, I think it developed actually the sleep apnea when I would sleep on my back, meaning that I would stop breathing. So I I sleep on my sides. Um, and then, uh, you know, I go to bed pretty late. So over the years, that gets harder and harder to do. And, you know, things happen in the morning that wake you up and distract you. So it's just this, you know, many years of sleep problems. Um, I finally had like a, essentially a health crisis and I I decided to refocus on my health the sleep was like a big part of it. So that was like the whole motivation.
0: Well, it's unfortunate that sometimes we need those alarm bells to tell us to do something, but...
1: Yeah, if it doesn't kill you, but it only warns you, then that's good. It's yeah, that
0: exactly. But, like, don't half the people over 30, 35 snore to some extent?
1: Yeah, a, a very large percentage of people snore. It's women and men. And for women, it's probably a lot more embarrassing than men because, you know, you could say it's not ladylike to snore or not becoming to snore. You know, like, imagine if you're, you know, if there's a girl you're looking at, and she's good-looking, and, you know, she says, hey, I snore. you 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 kind of <laughs> probably be taken aback. It's, it's you know, again, it, say what you will. Just uh, I, I believe that's a pretty common perception. Uh, One thing that you probably would find interesting, listeners would find interesting, is that, you know, in looking up data, the American American Academy of Sleep says like 25% of all couples, because one of them snores or both, that they don't sleep together. So that's like a big consequence of snoring. You know, if you don't sleep in the same room as your wife or partner, you know, what's happening? Is the one person like looking at porn when they're not in the bed with you? Does that hurt your relationship where you have less intimate relations? You know, does it, Hurt the relationship itself it creates a lot of angst and i think that 25 is probably underreported because again it's embarrassing you know oh I, my wife and i haven't slept together for 10 years like who's who's gonna want to say that proudly you know so snoring is a big deal it's just one of the sleep problems but it's a big
0: one yeah i mean 25 percent is huge yeah i've never observed anyone sleeping but four different people have observed me sleeping in fact recorded it, which is kind of weird, but hey, these things happen.
1: Oh, was it for I don't, a sleep study or was it like some other thing?
0: No, just women. Just women I know. Took pictures okay. of me last week. It happens. <laughs> so, your approach and your approach in a way is really simple, but also brilliant, because we take pillows for granted. Hmm. right? I mean, they're kind of like, and I guess for me, they're kind of like commodities. They're just there. And a pillow is a pillow. Right. Right? But not for you. Well, I've
1: done a lot of things to try to fix my sleep. So I've taken melatonin. I've gotten blackout curtains. You know, I have white noise from a fan that's always going. Um, You know, I've gotten new mattresses. I've gotten new pillows. I've you know, gotten chiropractic. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff. You know, I even tried a sleeping pill or two, which was horrible. You know, I've had alcohol to knock me out. I mean, and a lot of people do all these things. The pillow, I mean, here's really the big, it, what it, what it is, it's a mechanical solution. And here's what I mean by that. So imagine yourself or, you know, people listening, like tilt your head to the side, 10, 15 degrees. And then imagine that there's 10 pounds of weight on you in that position, which is the weight of your head. And then stay like that for eight hours. What do you think is going to happen to you? You're gonna have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, you're gonna wake up foggy, you're gonna take a long time to fall asleep because that's uncomfortable to be in that position. So if you just fix the mechanics of someone sleeping and make it comfortable for them and keep their head and their neck and their back aligned, you avoid a lot of problems and you could fix a lot of problems. So that's that's why the solution works. There's nothing arcane or weird about it but it's actually simple mechanics and i've seen most of the sleep world ignores this they're putting hypoallergenic stuff in the pillow they're putting like ai you know sleep tracking (laughs) stuff but if you're like if you lay in bed and you lay on a on a rock i put a pebble under you i don't care what gadgets and whatever stuff you have you're not going to sleep because there's a rock underneath you or a pebble so there's a mechanical problem, and here's, again, a mechanical solution.
0: So simple yet elegant.
1: Yeah, it, it, it works. And, you know, you were saying before pillows are commodities. They can be commodities. And to someone that sleeps well and doesn't have any problems, they are a commodity. Who cares? But to someone that has neck pain or back pain or shoulder pain, or they take two hours to fall asleep, or they wake up five times in the night, or they're snoring or have apnea, and they're not even sleeping in their own bed, it's now a big deal, and a commodity is not going to help you.
0: What exactly is the state of research as far as what pillows do to sleep? What's the consensus or the experts lagging behind Well, what
1: I realized is when, when you have a sleep problem, it's not so easy to figure out what's going on. You know, I'll give you like an example. So I go to bed very late and usually it horrifies people. I go to, I've been going to bed between three and 4 a.m. for 20 years and I get up at 11 or noon. So people go, oh my God, how could you know? Well, fine. all, All that aside, early on when I was doing that, I was having problems and I realized, wait a minute, the sun is coming up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. where I live, so three or four or five hours of my sleep, the light's coming in the room, and light tells your body to wake up, so I got blackout curtains, which didn't entirely fix it, but it helped dramatically, so that was one thing I had to, like, figure out, you know, uh, as I've gotten older, going to sleep that late has gotten harder and harder, so now I'm dialing it back go to sleep earlier, and that's helping a lot. You know, I don't know exactly why, but I, you know, had to do that. Um, In regards to the pillow, you know, I noticed for myself, my pillows that I used would, they would flatten out after a few months and then they would be uncomfortable. My neck was at an awkward angle. But I started thinking, you know, how do I keep the pillow from getting flat? And then, you know, I would get a new pillow and maybe it would be too thick. Um, So I went through a whole bunch of thinking there to figure out, all right, You know, what I really need is I need probably like a custom tailored pillow based on my shoulder width and my face and my head and and my whole body. So that was the thinking that led me, you know, all right, what's the next thing I could do to improve my sleep? So that was some of the thinking that led me to thinking, all right, if I can get a pillow that's sized to me and personal like prescription eyeglasses, I'll probably be a lot more comfortable and I'll sleep better. That was just part of the thinking there.
0: So, do you have, have you always been a tinkerer, or were you just compelled to do this by lifelong struggle with sleep?
1: No, I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, just about 20 years. Um, The more I go along, the more I'm dissatisfied with stuff, you know, like, I don't know, uh, getting a haircut. I always think, well, why don't they do this or that instead? Or, you know, I don't know, buying a, a car. Why don't they do this or that for you? I don't like how they do it. no know, that's just that's my nature and it's it's come out more and more over time. So it's like here's how the pillow started. I'm I'm laying there with my wife and you know, I'm telling her, this pillow got flat again and she says, Oh, I'll take your pillow. I said, You've had like ten pillows this past year, why do you want mine? Because maybe it'll work for me, you know? And I said like I just told you, they need to make a custom thickness pillow. That's, that's what they need so that it suits the person and doesn't flatten out. And she said, you know, you're always there with ideas and stuff and saying you wish this and that and the other. Why don't you do something about it? She said, okay, fine, I will. That's what I'm going to do. This was our conversation this past October. She said, I'm going to uh, I'm going create this. That's what started it. So
0: that's, that's great. And from humble beginnings, great things grow. And like you said, especially as you get older, you just, you lose patience with stupid little things that waste time. You say, why can't this be efficient?
1: Yeah, I, you know, like, this would be funny, but like when you go to the bathroom, right, the stall, the stall opens inwards. And sometimes you had to get in there and like, you know, like snake your way around the door and close it. I I think, why not make the door open outwards? you know, or if I sit down on the toilet, the toilet paper rack is right next to my leg. So I can't sit straight. I have to like move my leg. And I think what idiot put this shit in here. They didn't check to see if it was, you know, so so much of life to me is not optimized and there's no thought in it and it could be improved. And, and in the realm of health, I'm more and more interested in helping people's health and improving my health for sure, but also improving other people's health. And it's, it's very frustrating to me to see so many people with so many problems and there's no help out there. There's just pills and surgeries and stuff like that. You know, I want to have a solution that helps people, that doesn't involve cutting something out of them or giving them a pill
0: and helps them feel better. Absolutely. You sound like you're a fan of Don Norman or you would be a fan of Don Norman. Okay,
1: who who is that?
0: He's a guy who is specialized in design, particularly in critiquing poor design, poor user interfaces. My uh, mentor and neuroscientist worked with them in La Jolla many years ago. And he'd be worth uh, checking out. I'll send you a couple links to his books. That'd be great. Go- Thank you. After reading him, I've also noticed a lot of just terrible designs like a sauna here at this apartment that looks exactly like a wet sauna, except it's dry sauna. So people would always hmm. dump water on it, and it would break. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, what hey. idiot designed this? Right, right. The guy who designed the gym here put the uh, little trampoline thing that people throw medicine balls on adjacent to a television. So of course the ball went right into the T V <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, think about when you when you when you fly in an airplane, they tell you, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. I wanna say, Fuck you, enjoy the flight. What's to enjoy? The seats are crap. Where you put your feet, there's metal poles in the way where you can't even put your feet straight. Like Whoever designed an airplane never sat in it, and tested it, and could care less about the discomfort of the people in it. The design is just crap, absolute crap.
0: So, I guess the uh, $64,000 question is has your pillow helped you sleep better?
1: Yeah, oh definitely. Um it's reduced my snoring a lot. You know, my wife says that I still snore but very faintly. So, you know, it doesn't bother her nearly as much, and she's using one. Um, I was waking up, I don't know, four or five times a night. Now it's like one, maybe one time a night just to go to the bathroom. And better still, I mean, that's just my experience, but we've sold hundreds of these, and the reports I get is people's neck pains going away. Uh, One lady just told me that she's having dreams now for the first time ever. She wasn't dreaming at all, and she's waking up feeling more refreshed. A couple of strange things. A few people that had arthritis, they said their arthritis is better. I don't know why, and I'm not promising it's going to do that, but that's helped, it's helped a few people with that. Uh, but in general, like, most of the feedback has been that in the first few days of using it, like, first four or five days, neck pain, back and shoulder pain goes away, and then after a month, people are getting, like, secondary effects. They're saying that, you know, they wake up and they have less headaches or so they feel more refreshed, so it's, it's working, which is really cool. It makes me feel good.
0: No, I mean, you spend a lot of time sleeping. We all do.
1: Yeah, we all spend, uh, you know, approximately a third of our life sleeping, and we all need to. That's the way nature, you know, mandates. So, obviously, there's something very important about it, you know, and it's funny. I I talk to a lot of people that are biohackers or, you know, like they want to improve their nutrition or work out or whatever it is. You know, so they're... Optimizing what they're doing while they're awake, but they're not necessarily optimizing their sleep. And it's a huge component. Like, you know, everyone has the memory of having a great night's sleep. They wake up and they feel awesome. They wake up right away. They have a great day. They're happy. And everyone also has the memory of waking up, like, feeling like, oh, you can't get out of bed. You're foggy and tired all day. You're miserable. So everyone has those two experiences. My goal is, how can I get a
0: person to have more of those experiences consistently? Because when you wake up feeling like crap, the whole day is just an uphill battle.
1: You know what I realized, too, is when you don't feel well, you don't treat the people around you very well. You know, you're short with them, you're more irritable. So, like, relationships with family, you know, husband, wife, kids at work. I mean, even when you go get your coffee or something in the morning, you know, you're just not as nice to people, and so you have more adversarial days, which makes you unhappy. you feel good, you tend to be more patient, tolerant, happier, and all the relationships in your life, you know, small or large, get better. So that's like a big thing. I just, it's obvious. I just don't think people think about it very much.
0: They don't. (laughs) And I... Uh, It's weird that a lot of times we don't look to the root causes of things. We just say, oh, well, I'm in a bad mood because I'm in a bad mood and accept the circular reasoning. Mm. But, I mean, like uh, folks that get into yoga or the Alexander Technique or anything that improves their posture, flexibility out with their back troubles they tend to feel better all around Mm -hmm. so this is uh, very similar in principle and I I don't doubt that it could alleviate a lot of different problems for a lot of different people
1: yeah again I'm not saying this is the only thing it's not even the only solution but if you can improve your sleep everything else in your life will be easier and improved, and vice versa. If you can improve your diet, you'll probably improve your sleep. If you can improve, you know, your posture, you'll improve your sleep. It's a, a virtuous circle. But this is, again, it's one, yet, yet another way to help people. There have been studies that show if you don't sleep well, you tend to crave more carbs and sugar, and you tend to have all these medical problems over time. You know, it leads, it predisposes people to Alzheimer's, you know, other dementias. Weight gain, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer. It sounds crazy, but there are medical studies that show this. Not sleeping well for months and years at a time, like, really just hurts your whole physiology.
0: Oh, I mean, it doesn't sound crazy at all. And that's when HGH is released, when all of those nice regenerative hormones are released. And going without it stresses you out. stresses everything out. And unfortunately without regeneration you just break down faster. I mean we're all breaking down slowly but uh, you know we can do a few things to keep it steady. hey right, exactly. What are your long term goals with the company?
1: Um I want the company to make money because, to me, that means it's successful. So it's not just charity. Um, I do want to help as many people as I can. So um, for this for this year, uh, I'd like to get to a thousand pillows sold, and we're getting closer. I think we'll get there. For next year, you know, for lack of a better uh, idea, I'd like to sell at least ten thousand pillows, and then next year after that, maybe. 50,000, and, you know, maybe I'd like to get to maybe a million pillows a year if possible. Just uh, I think those would be great milestones. And I have other products in mind related to sleep, so I need the capital capital, and ability and time to get those going. Uh, there's, you know, ways I've redesigned the mattress, mattress topper, and other sleep aids that will uh, help people. So that's, I guess, the, the basket of goals.
0: Well, I, I think that it's uh, perfectly reasonable because this is what people desperately need right now. What the world needs.
1: Or I can give I can give sleep <laughs> tips separate from the pillow because I've studied sleep a lot.
0: So I was. I was thinking of that, but then again it sounded like they didn't work very well for you.
1: Well they they do, but it, it's not so here here's what I was getting back to. So it's not that you're gonna do one thing necessarily and fix your sleep hundred percent. If you do that's great. But sometimes it takes four, five, six different things. So here this is what I can talk about. So one is is the time that you're sleeping you have to give yourself enough time. So really seven hours plus is this you know is necessary. I hear people all the time go, oh, well, you know, I, I sleep four hours a night and I'm fine. Or uh, some people don't need to sleep very much. You know, th- there is a very small percentage of people that are short sleepers. And there's a scientific term for it, but they're rare. Chances are it's not you. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very small percentage. So people really need seven plus hours. There's nothing wrong with it. And seven to nine is the average. So you have to make sure you have that time allocated. If you don't have enough time to even sleep, you're, you know no matter what you do, you're going to be at a loss here. That's one thing. Then while you're sleeping, you need to protect your environment. You want it to be pitch dark. You don't want TV on or LEDs or other kinds of lights there because that will disturb your sleep. There's been studies showing light while you sleep disrupts you because it's telling your body wake up. Meanwhile, your body is trying to sleep. That's another thing. Noise. If you've got dogs that bark in the morning or kids that come in or other disturbances, it's going to disturb your sleep. So you've got to try to minimize those. You've got to protect your sleep environment. It's got to be comfortable. It's got to be cool enough. It's got to let you sleep as long as you need, seven to nine hours. Then you look at what happens before you sleep. Are you eating right before you sleep? Well, then you're digesting. You're not going to be able to sleep as well. Your body has two tasks to do instead of one. Are you watching screens with blue light, you know, TV, laptop, phone, whatever it is? Are you checking your phone in the the middle of the night, God forbid, which is ridiculous. So even before you sleep, you need to prepare yourself a little bit to sleep. You can't be running around and then, all right, I'm going right to sleep and expect yourself to fall asleep instantly. It's a little bit of a process. So there's that too. Then there's what's going on with your sleep. Are you waking up five times in the night to pee? Well, that's one possible solution versus you're waking up an hour before your alarm and you can't go back to sleep versus I'm laying there for two hours and I can't fall asleep in the first place. So all these things require different solutions or maybe some of the same solution and they require thought and picking them apart to solve
0: Well, the only tip I can offer is when it's hot down here, I douse myself in cold water, and, according to the internet, a cold shower can cure virtually anything well I... one
1: one thing that I can tell you in regards to sleep is if you do take a cold shower before you sleep, I could see why it would help you because in order to sleep, your body needs to cool down a few degrees, so that's mm-hmm. why People will tell you, make sure this room you sleep in is colder than maybe even you'd like. Ideal is like 65 to 68 degrees. That's one you know, it helps your body to get cooler. A cold shower would do that. Not exercising before bed would do that. If you exercise right before bed, you're heating yourself up. So it's going to delay your sleep. So that's in terms of temperature, That's that's why that stuff helps. And that's why
0: you're being told that. That was more of an independent discovery on my part because it's pretty hot down here it uh yeah, it reduces inflammation and it sends the signal to say, "Hey, it's time to sleep
1: all right yeah any any other uh, questions?
0: Do you have any words of wisdom to aspiring entrepreneurs out there?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there's a lot of words of wisdom you could have, but uh, <laughs> I see a lot of people get stuck. You know, they don't know how to get started. And the way they get started really is to just get started and know that things are going to go wrong. You're going to run ads that fail. You're going to have, uh, you know, pitches to your product that make no sense. And people say, what, what are we talking about? I mean, you're going to fail <laughs> a lot but you got to keep working on it and refining and you'll get to where you want to go. That's one type of advice I can give to people. I've never, I mean, I've done a lot of different things. Some of them worked, some of them didn't, but you just got to try and course correct as you go along. And that's how you, how you succeed. It's not by going for perfection. It's not by, you know, analyzing death. It's like do and then course correct.
0: Well, I think that's some of the most succinct and probably most realistic advice about entrepreneurship I've heard in quite a while. Thank you. And so I hope that my listeners will feel a little wiser and that they will improve their sleep.
1: Yeah. And if it's all right with you, um, You know, people are interested in the pillow. Can I give them a place to go get it or check it out?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. So if you want to know more, go to goodnightssleepproject.com. Nights is plural. So goodnightsleepproject.com. There you can learn more about it and, uh, you know, check out the pillow if you'd like it.